Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Do your little bit of good where you are. It's those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. Desmond Tutu. Uh, partly the reason because of that is uh, a lot of people who may look like me, I'm, 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 I'm black. And a lot of the uh, black communities and, and especially people I grew up with um, tend to stay away from the outdoors. Uh, and, it, and it's strange for me because that, that's all I've ever really known. And mostly the kind of synopsis of that is because they grew up in the cities and stuff like that. And, and, and going out and being adventurous is just, it, it's not a part of their life. They, ha they haven't experienced it and they don't know the benefits of what, it, what tabbing uh, to the top of a mountain, seeing the summit and then getting that amazing view. I'm Doc and this is the John Freaking Mirpod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder, if you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right, let's get to this week's guest who has and has not been on the podcast before. How is that possible? Well, we'll explain in just a little bit. Joining us from the UK this week is Dion, who has an incredible goal in front of him. Welcome back to the John Freaking Mirror Pod, Dion. How's it going? Hi, thank you, Doc. Yeah, it's going well today. Um, I'm excited to see what we can uh, get talking about. Okay. Now, I, I know from our previous talk, I, I, I don't think that you've picked up a trail name. Trail names are, are a kind of a unique American long trail tradition. And I think we discussed this last time, but I just want to check in. 
Now, since last time we talked, has, has anybody given you a trail name out there? Uh, yes. Um, so since your last podcast, I think that's what sparked the trail name for, for my immediate group where we go out on the hills together. Um, and from that, uh, Rory, who you know, uh, in his spare time, likes to edit photos um, of all the friends involved, maybe with like certain characters like uh, the show Vikings or Friends or some sort of movie element. Um, and for some reason, um, on a particular uh, kind of trend he was doing, um, we were doing the Vikings uh, style um, photos. And, and everyone else's looks really cool, really like as you would expect. And then mine just kept on coming out really, really dodgy um, to the point my eyes were not where they were supposed to be. And um, someone in the group chat just decided to say, oh, you look like Sid. And everyone was in stitches after that. And and I kind of used it to my advantage. And everyone kept on calling me Sid through that. And I was just like, actually, uh, I'll, I'll just use... Uh, the negative with the positive and and uh i i kind of named myself sid um or used that name for the trails especially you leaned into it embraced it yes exactly. yes yes yeah. now <laughs> for our american listeners you're gonna have to fill us in on on who is sid um sid so uh for you who may have kids or not or grew up with the ice age franchi- franchise um Sid's the uh, I forget what animal he is the sloth yeah there we go got it um, got it it's not yeah. a, it's not it's, it's not a UK thing it's a it's no. a uh, got it it's a it's a, a movie thing got it yeah yeah that's okay it. all right Sid so I'll go by Doc you'll go by Sid during this episode I'm happy with that fantastic all right hey you remember from last time uh, we've got a segment towards the end called the pro tip inside of the week and that's where I will turn to you uh, and ask you for some trail wisdom, some kind of insight to share with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. So don't be surprised when we get there. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Something new, I think, since the last time we talked is the Must Bring Gear Review sponsored by the Ultralight Backpacking Gear Company Outdoor Vitals. And here's how it works. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So Sid, what is your must bring piece of gear? Ooh, oh, that, that is a tough question. Cause I, I'm, I'm kind of a hoarder and like being comfortable out on the ground. So, um, but again, I do tend to travel light. Um, it, it depends because I, I quite like the camping scenery at the moment. Um, but I, the same time if it's just for a general hike um i would say a, a battery pack for sure um just to keep the phone alive you never know with uh, emergencies I, I tend to not pick up the phone if i'm out on the ground but um that's very helpful um but i i, I love keeping my feet comfortable so um i would say it's got to be the right shoes for for the occasion um preferably Solomon's um, just it's, it's a brand I'm used to. Um, they are very good normally. Um, and yeah, that, that would be actually, no, 
I would oh. say my Garmin watch. My Garmin oh. watch would be. We're getting three. We're getting three must bring yeah. pieces <laughs> yeah. here. Fantastic. That would be it. That would be it. Now, which which uh, which model of the Garmin watch do you have? Um, I've got the Fenix Five Sapphire. I think. Nice. That that's uh that is high quality <laughs> right there. I've got I've got the uh, the Instinct. Hey, so. Rory's got the Instinct, and uh, and and it serves him well so far. So. Okay. And back to your, your, uh, your shoes comment, having the right shoes. That's important because if the feet aren't happy, ain't nobody happy. No, it's going to be a miserable time. For you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I've got, uh, I've got some questions I want to ask you. I call this my hiking pole mm-hmm. and it's not P O L E it's P O L L like a survey. I always make sure to explain that. Cause I think it's very clever and the guests, they never, they never seem to react when I say that. So, but my, my friends get it. My friends get a kick out of that. So, um, so I'm going to ask you, I've got six or seven questions I want to ask you, and it's going to help me rate you uh, on a scale of one to a hundred on the crazy scale. So we're going to determine just, just how crazy you are uh, with 100 being completely sane and one being absolutely bonkers. Like All right. It. You ready? Yeah. Okay. When you're out there, trekking poles or no trekking poles? No trekking poles. No trekking poles. Yeah, I, I, I like uh, hey, the human body is amazing. And when the feet get tired, it's just this, it, 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 that's where I start testing myself and my abilities to uh, carry on with the journey. So, yeah, trekking poles, maybe when I'm old and gray, um, but not just yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Boots or trail runners? Oh, boots all the way. I'm not quite a trail runner. So, yeah. OK, so Sol- Solomon boots. Yeah, Solomon Bark boots or issued military, well, British military boots um, uh, suffice. So, yeah. Okay. And what, what uh, describe for us British military boots? Oh, he's going um, well, to show it. He's, for, he, for he's, the viewers. That's <laughs> right. We have them right next to me. Um, so these ones are Oldbergs. Um, they, they've got a solid uh, uh, sole um, and... They go quite high on the ankle, so you've got a lot of support there. Um, they serve me well for for, for starters. And those look those look pretty stylish, Sid. I mean, you could wear that out to the club on on a Friday night. Uh, me, I wouldn't wear them out clubbing. I know a few people <laughs> might have been there too, um, <laughs> who I work with. But um, yeah, no, they are they are very stylish. They're sleek as well, and they're mm-hmm. quite lightweight um, considering they're made of leather. So yeah, they 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 do serve me well. Okay. Tent, tarp, or hammock when you're out there overnight? So I'm getting used to the tent and with, with, with my military career, um, you tend to sleep under a, a, a tarp anyway. So either or, as long as it keeps you out of the elements, I, I, I'm not really fussed. I can sleep without anything really, um, just depending on the elements and, and the weather conditions. But yeah. So we call that cowboy camp. And if you're just out there sleeping on the ground, I'll freestyle all the way, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, sleeping bag or quilt? Ooh, sleeping bag. Okay. Yeah. And do, do you prefer synthetic or down? Ooh, probably down, okay. probably down, but I'm, I'm still working it out. I'm, I'm testing and adjusting as we uh, go through more colder climates in the uh, in the uk <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you've got a you've got a pretty cold climb ahead of you yes yeah uh, we're gonna, it's we're been gonna... okay yeah, yeah. It's been... oh yeah well, yeah yeah we'll, we'll get we'll get to that though yeah <laughs> yeah 
All right. Hey, um, how about uh, stove, cold soak, or stoveless? Are you familiar with those? Uh, you are you familiar with the, the the latter two terms, cold soak or stoveless? Uh, no, but I'm guessing one you you eat cold, um, which which I'm very much used to. Um, again, with the military, it's kind of quick, fast. We don't really have time to put things mm-hmm. uh, under over a, a stove or or any of that kind. But if I do have the pleasure to heat my food up, I'll use a jet boil all the way. Um, and yeah, I'd rather heat hot food than, than the cold. Okay. Very good. Yeah. Cold soak is, you, you know, you, you have a, a jar and you, you fill it with water and you put your food in there and you put it back in your backpack and you let it soak while you, while you hike and then it's ready to go when you get to camp. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then stoveless, stoveless is just food that doesn't need to be cooked. You know, you're eating tortillas and cheese and salami, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So um, with the cold soak, which was, um i would probably say vegan gummies and stuff like that just to keep the sugars going um i'll definitely use those uh but nothing uh, as extravagant as tortillas or, <laughs> or any of that matter now yeah. now you said vegan gummies are you vegan I, i'm not vegan uh but rory uh who you very well know um he's vegan um he's he's, he's very strong rooted in in the vegan culture um i'm working my way there but if it helps i'll I'll try eat veggie or less meat from time to time depending i'll just see what my body says to me but okay all right now hey we've got three long trails in the u.s we've got the pacific crest trail which goes from mexico to canada we've got the continental divide trail which goes from mexico to canada and we've got the at the appalachian trail which goes from georgia to maine all over two thousand miles Um, and they run north to south. And so this, this question is the long trails, should they be hiked northbound or southbound? See, uh, my take on it is, ah, my take on it is what, what's the outcome? What's the, what's the, what's the finishing product of, of what you're trying to achieve? If you're, if you're wanting to go out to camp, and stay out in 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 oh i don't know that's a tough one but I, i'm gonna go south because i'm from the south so we'll, we'll just stay go southbound <laughs> okay all right yeah. and is is trail life better above the tree line or below the tree line oh above 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 all the time yeah the views everything Okay. All right. Let me do some quick calculations here. We're going to uh, carry the three, divide by two, multiply by pi, uh, comes out to a, a solid 71. 71. I had to deduct, deduct some points for no trekking poles and uh, boots over trail runners, but uh, some very interesting answers. So you can get yourself a hat. You can embroider it with the number 71 on it, and that'll be a, a token of the, the hiking pole. I'm happy with that. Okay. (laughs) All right. Hey, let's, uh, let's back up a little bit before we get too far down the trail. Let's talk about uh, where you grew up, your background, what kinds of sports and hobbies you were involved in. And, uh, and maybe you, you've already mentioned some military experience. So, so Mm -hmm. talk to us about, about some of that. So my background, uh, I'd like to start like just family in general. Um, It was quite a a laid back kind of uh, environment. Um, 
it was a decent upbringing, but again, due to certain aspects like racism and everything else, I did go through like a, a massive dip uh, at a young age with depression and all the rest of it. But um, any time that I kind of went on holiday with my parents or or to the to the coast, um, I would always be like, right, I, I, let me climb those rocks, let me let me just explore my own surroundings, kind of thing. Uh, and I'd be let to, uh, I'd be allowed to go go ahead and wander uh, the landscape, kind of thing. So that was good and. From a young age, I realised that nature and 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 well-being uh, intertwine, um, so to speak. So, I, I yeah, I was very much a happy child when when I was exploring. Um, leading on down to the military side of things, it kind of took president after making a few mistakes uh, along my uh, journey of life and. Um, I, I just wanted to make that big change, that big sacrifice and, and, and kind of test my capabilities with joining the military. Um, I knew it was going to be horrendous uh, at times, uh, testing, challenging. Um, but again, I'm pretty, uh, I like a challenge. So that was my challenge uh, at the age of 24, I joined. Um, and it, it was almost therapeutic in, in a sense of I, I was constantly uh, dealing with these problems, e.g. waking up really early um, and, and getting told to like stay in the sit-up pr- uh, position for a long period of time or get fresh, not have time to eat, all these elements where, where I was kind of used to growing up because uh, I would always stay out late or cause little bits of drama. Um, with with my peers and um, I was able to realize that I'm, I'm, I'm good at the particular kind of we call it green stuff so when you're out in the fields you're getting down dirty you're doing um, training cereals and stuff like that um, and a lot of the time in in the UK especially in in, in some of the areas like Brecon or, or or Salisbury Plain and stuff like that which are training areas they get very cold and wet uh, and, and windy most of the time. And, and you see a lot of miserable faces when you're under a tarp or in a deep hole, which you dug hours before. Um, and yeah, seeing the upset faces kind of lit me up. <laughs> I'm quite I'm quite dark like that. So um, it, it, it made me realise, OK, so I can deal with the elements. I can deal with the testing environment and... And I'm also learning new skills along the way. Um, and moving down seven years now, I've served and, and I've just got this incredible sense of wanting to use my skills and, and, and learn new skills as well for the outdoors and, and be able to invest my time into inspiring others. Um, and... Uh, partly the reason because of that is uh, a lot of people who may look like me, I'm, 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 I'm black and a lot of the uh, black communities and, and especially people I grew up with um, tend to stay away from the outdoors. Uh, and, it, and it's strange for me because that, that's all I've ever really known. And mostly the kind of synopsis of that is because they grew up in the cities and stuff like that. And, and, and going out and being adventurous is just 
it, it's not a part of their life. They ha- they haven't experienced it, and they don't know the benefits of what it, what tabbing a, uh, to the top of a mountain, seeing the summit, and then getting that amazing view, um, and taking it in uh, and spending time with your own thoughts. Um, and and I think that's partly because they grew up in 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 the machine I call it because it, you, you're you're struggling with everyday kind of consequences of uh, going to work going to school um, having to provide for others and it gets a bit um, bit busy and 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 being able to step away from that and go out uh, out your way to travel and experience the the the, the, the hills um, was a big impact for me coming from that life of being in that uh, machine, um, seeing buildings left and right everywhere and getting caught up in, in, in that kind of civilization. Um, so my, my, what am I trying to say? Um, my, my passion really has always been surrounded by helping others. And now I genuinely feel like I've, I've got something I'm good at and I've, I've, I can utilize this by providing a service for others. That hasn't come yet, but the, 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 the stepping stones leading to that are very much on the way. Um, which, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure some people will uh, appreciate, hopefully. Absolutely. That's fantastic. You know, I really appreciate you, uh, Sid, because you know, we've talked to a number of people who have stories very similar to yours that, you know, they don't look like the rest of the people out there on the trail and they are doing their best to promote on you know social media and podcasts and uh, trying to, to get the message out there that the you know public lands are for the public and the public consists mm. of all of us, everybody. It, it doesn't, it's not just one ethnic group or one gender or one socioeconomic, you know, background, it is, it is for everybody. And I think, you know, the trail is a great equalizer and it puts everybody on the same playing field and you get the same benefits out of interacting with, with nature. So. Yeah. uh, Nature doesn't um, discriminate is is a big thing. Um, And it, unfortunately it took one of my close friends to kind of say to me, um, you never really see black people like to me. I I I don't really see color. I don't I don't look into uh, that side of life too much. Um, but it took my friend to to say, "You're probably the one black person I see on the mountains every time we go out," and 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 him saying that impacted a kind of overwhelming sense of actually yeah we and. And as a people, we're 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 very grounded in nature. Like we're we're very natural kind of um, people. And it, it it upsets me to see that not many people were or, or are utilizing the, the outdoor experience, no matter what that could be. It could be skiing, it could be walking, it could be taking a dog for a walk. It, anything but utilizing it and taking up that time to to kind of regenerate um yourself and and your mental state it it, is sort of pressing the restart button and you're right the demographic what you see out on the mountains uh, is very much not people who look like me unfortunately but i will add um since i've started my journey in into what we'll be talking about i'm sure in, in a moment is 
I've been going on Instagram, social media, and I'm coming across these, these other kind of units of people where they are black or African-American or, or whatever they are, but there's a lot of them out there and it, it is, they're doing something very good for the community. And I just feel like I have my own outtake on, on, on what we're doing. And it, it's just very good to see. Absolutely. Now you, you mentioned the, uh, how did you describe it? Growing up in the machine. I think that is, that is a great description because as you said, you know, when we're out in nature, we feel that connection. We come from nature. Uh, you know, that's, that's what really restores us and regenerates. And yet we have, we have big segments of our population that grow up in city centers, uh, surrounded by, you know, asphalt and cement and buildings and don't, ever interact with, with nature and don't have that connection and are shielded from it. And that is to, to their detriment. Yeah, um, definitely. Because the, you saying that is just part of another saying, which I might use in future for myself, but nature being out in nature is, is kind of your soul's way of looking in the mirror. Um, because every time, no matter what, what, what dramas you have in your heads? It could be bills, it could be family troubles, it could be anything. You've lost your job, take yourself out for a walk, go to, I would say ideally a mountain range where the views are just phenomenal. Um, and you get that chance to have a conversation with yourself in a way where you wouldn't in, in the machine. Um, you might kind of ask yourself, ask yourself how to deal with a certain problem like your bills and that just stresses you out more but when you are able to press the restart button and 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 have that therapeutic moment with yourself to connect with nature as well um it's 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 quite a powerful thing Uh, and i think everyone needs to utilize it Mm -hmm. now i had an interesting discussion the other day with with a guest about control and how much control we have in our lives and we disagreed a, a bit because my, my, I, I suggested that we have less control uh, when we're in the machine. You know, we've got so many things pulling at us, you know, appointments, mm-hmm. phone calls, uh, social media, uh, uh, family gatherings, we, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. We've got a lot of stuff pulling at us. And when mm-hmm. my point is when we're out in nature, you know, we, we kind of have a lot more control. His, his position was that uh, all it takes is one, one wrong step. Uh, hailstorm, you know, and and you're not in control. Mother Nature's in control out there. So, uh, w- w- what's your perspective? I'm definitely gonna agree with you. Um, and I'm sorry, but your friend is definitely wrong. <laughs> um, just because um, it's it, it's in our uh, DNA to be with nature. Um, the 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 matter of fact of being unprepared for a certain uh, trek or hike um just it, it, it's all a process of learning uh, at the end of the day and and if i haven't brought the right equipment i'm going to learn how to deal with what i've got and i'm going to try find the shelter the right the, the the right means to to get me out of harm's way where in the machine you're 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 around danger all the time you could cross the road at the wrong time like some like a drink driver could go down the road and and something happens um to 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 say the least but um yeah no i i don't agree with your friend (laughs) all right so so sorry plug it in uh sid agrees (laughs) with me not you very good 
And uh, w- one last thing about uh, what you said earlier about military service. You know, here in the U.S., we we have uh, multiple branches of the military. We've got the Army, Air Force, Marines, Navy, uh, Coast Guard, mm-hmm. similar branches over in the, the U.K., I imagine. And, and which branch yeah. did you belong to? So I'm in the Army, um, okay. always been in the Army. Um my role within the army is uh, I'm, I'm a supply specialist in the logistics corps, uh, Royal Logistics Corps, sorry. Um, and in a nutshell, we deliver the right kit at the right time to the right people. Um, and, and that's my job role. Um, it's not for everyone, but that's why you've got ple- a plethora of, of job roles in there. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be serving in, in Her Majesty's service, I suppose, yeah. You are still serving? Yes, I'm still serving. So, uh, yeah, it takes up most of my time, hence why I'm not always out in the mountains uh, as much as I should be. Right. Logistics, so important for any organization. Uh, it's a very important job. Getting the, getting the right stuff to the right people at the right time is, is, is a perfect way to put it. Yeah, 100%. Okay. So let's talk about uh, how you were on the podcast and not on the podcast before. That seems a little bit confusing. Um, It it, is. It it was an amazing conversation we had. And um, if I remember correctly, it was me and Rory uh, having the conversation with you. Um, It was just, uh, it was a rough time because this time last year is, mm-hmm. is when our, our, our dear friend passed away. Um, and it was around that time we had the pod. And for us, we just felt it was probably the sensible um, sensible direction to not put the, po- uh, put the podcast out there just because mm-hmm. of the people involved. It's a, it's a very sensitive subject for all of us. Um, and it... it it might have caused uh, a few um, uh, disagreements or, or, or whatever mm-hmm. at that moment of time. Uh, but now I'm, I'm pretty sure that if um, if Rory is happy as well, which I'm sure he would be, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll restart that button and uh, put, put ourselves on the pod again. Um, and, and, and have a different chat, hopefully a more positive one. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. It, it was a, it was a great episode and sorry, it didn't run, but I totally get it. Totally understand a uh, difficult situation. And it was, you know, our, our conversation last time really focused on uh, beyond six primarily. Mm-hmm. And yeah. would you, would you care to explain what, what beyond six is? Yeah, no problem. So beyond six, it, it, the history of beyond six is, 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 just to do with, it was a it, it was a group of friends banding together um, and just going out on the mountains uh, and having those chats where you wouldn't really have on the phone or if you did it'd just be um, there would there wouldn't be much emotion to it. But um, we're all people who well everyone deals with mental health and and one of the reasons we kept meeting up in in, in these circumstances was to help us. Uh, utilize the benefits of the outdoors and um, as time went by and um, we 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 saw an opportunity and, and and kind of the gap or the need the want from other people to get outdoors with experienced walkers um, and, and and be able to have that open forum between people with no judgment um, 
and and also have a great office like the outdoors to 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 have those conversations and to get things off your chest and the more people what kept uh meeting up with with us and the group it wasn't really an organized event it was like okay we're going to be here at this time come with us if you want to and we we started seeing people turn up to these things and um there there was a a few instances where people would actually open up quite quite uh quite deeply to to us and um at at the end of these events we we felt we felt quite uh humbled by the fact that people were openly like expressing their feelings and, and and their emotions um and then push come to shove due to uh a passing of a good friend nick um last year we that that took a knock uh, to everyone um which you could imagine but uh we found that the 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 passion still stayed between the group and um me and rory lauren um who you haven't spoken to yet but she is a director of beyond six now um we sat down with each other and we 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 made we, we kind of made a promise and 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 um, came to an agreement that we we could we could help people here um, and we needed to because unfortunately we wasn't um, quite able to 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 do that for our for our own circle but we we wanted to um, do stuff for others as much as we can um, so beyond six became a, a, a community interest company which looking at it in a business format it it is one down from a charity so um there's certain obligations where we have to give back to that community uh that we're serving um and and now what we do we use our experience and our and our passions and our enjoyment for the outdoors to um help uh people's mental health um still have that open uh, forum to, to conversate with people. And uh, our main effort is, is suicide awareness, mm-hmm. uh, in fairness. And, and how we do that is, is just with utilising outdoors, creating people's experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, they can contact us as well for their own personal challenges. Um, just for an example, um, Rory done the 100K, which you've spoken him about on the previous time speaking with him which was a phenomenal kind of experience even well everyone in the group but yeah so we've done 100k in 24 hours um which he smashed um and we're kind of uh rooted in those challenges and they bring they bring out like the human side of of who we really are and what we're what we're able to achieve and and, and the reasons why we want to achieve them. And because of us doing the challenges, we um, we we want other people to enjoy their challenges and we 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 can plan for them, we can we can provide uh, equipment for them and the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to cut a long story short, um, Beyond Six is uh, embedded in the outdoors and we utilize the outdoors to to bring a good experience a good day or an expedition which we're slowly building um to to benefit mental health uh, in, a, in a in a very positive way uh with the right people around you 
right? Addressing those mental health issues through nature, through being, through being outside. And Beyond Six, it, it, it stems from the title, stem, stems from a military kind of concept where if, uh, get, correct me if I'm wrong here, Sid, but if you are uh, standing, say, on the face of a clock, right? And you're mm-hmm. describing directions to others that you're interacting with, uh, you know, noon or 12 would be straight ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine o'clock would be off to your left. Uh, three o'clock would be off to your right. And then behind you is six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so when people say in, in military service, I've got your six, uh, they say that they've got your back, you know, you yeah. can't see behind you. And so these people, when you say, I've got your six, uh, they've got your back. They're going to watch out for you. They're going to protect you, take care of you. Uh, mm-hmm. So no one can sneak up on you. And so beyond six is a play on that concept. It is. And I might not do the explanation justice because I, unfortunately I wasn't the one who made uh, or came up with the, the, the idea of the name. Um, but I'll try to do it as much justice as I can. Um, going beyond six is using that same analogy of your back being your six and going beyond it means you're going past your past and, and seeing the future and, 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 and going that extra mile in whatever adversities you may face. And, and that is what, as, as a group, that's what we have done. Um, and as individuals, we want to see people achieve and go beyond what is behind them, whatever baggage they're carrying, what, whatever it may be, um, leave it there or take it with you, but we've got your back and we're going to take you across that line and go beyond. Sid, I think that was a solid explanation. Well done, sir. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, before we go to break, let's uh, let's also touch on 520 because I know that was something you were involved in earlier. Are you still, I'm assuming you are because that's your Instagram handle still. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about 520. So 520, uh, again, is it, a, a military kind of term, uh, which I'll, I'll go into in a moment. Um, but as as the uh, kind of journey I went on or still am pursuing with 520 um, is, again, to help people through my ways of being able to provide a service. Um, it, it, um, we sold coffee, we sold T-shirts, we sold other kinds of apparel. And through that, it was go. It, it, it was generating um, uh, a platform for then other service members and civilian members to come together and show that they support each other. Um, that was kind of the the, the five twenty motto. Um, but then, what I wanted to achieve and will still achieve through whatever I do in the future is um, have. A, a mental health hub where it's not you come here, you speak to uh, a psychiatrist or anything like that, which I hope there would be a, 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 a time and place for that. But it would be more of a coffee shop idea. You come in, you chat, you have your, you have your brew. Um, we could do events there and, and, and it's just a safe space for people who may be suffering or may not be suffering, just a, a nice place for people to come to um, and provide a service. And with, with that kind of idea, it, it was always going to evolve and is evolving now. Um, 
where I've kind of put a thumbtack in it. Um, as you may see on Instagram and stuff like that, but the handle is still 520. Um, that's, that was a, a decision on my part to say, look, I'm not, I'm not going to leave this and, uh, and forget about that journey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a new trail, so to speak, uh, and go the path what is kind of flowing through me right now to be able to then take a circle back and then come pick that up and then carry on. So yeah, I, I've got a mission now, which is uh, still rooted in, in, in inspiring others and, and helping out people. And hopefully I can do both of those things in the future. Sid, that is the perfect place to take a, to take a break because when we come back <laughs> from the break, we are going to talk about that new mission. So okay. stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. The John Freakin' Muirpod is sponsored by Outdoor Vitals, the ultralight backpacking gear company whose mission is to improve the mental, physical, and emotional health of mankind by facilitating impactful outdoor experiences. Outdoor Vitals creates innovative technical products with confidence inspiring education that empower outdoor ultralight adventurers. Their focus on performance enables you to live ultralight with gear you can actually be confident with. Whether you're looking for an ultralight sleep system, shelter, or pack, or if you're looking for top quality apparel for the trail, you can find it at Outdoor Vitals. Do yourself a favor. Live ultra light. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money. All in one place, for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your pod podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We are talking to Sid and we've teased it a couple times in the, the previous segment. He has a, a new mission, a huge mission, and I'm really excited to talk to him about this. So Sid, tell us, tell us what's going on these days with you. Um, yeah, Doc, thank you. Um, so the beginning of this year or last year, 
I went, yeah, so last year it was a, a discussion of mine where uh, I would want to complete certain crazy mountains. Um, and within, within the group, um, I was speaking to Mick and he wanted to do Kilimanjaro. I wanted to do Everest and we kind of arranged uh, a, a plan to do so. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mick isn't with us uh, no more. Um, but I still, I feel like he's with me all the time. And because of that, um, it's given me a, a crazy drive to kind of achieve the unachievable uh, or what I thought was uh, unachievable, um, which is uh, climbing Everest. <laughs> I want to do it. It's, 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 it's always been in the back of my mind uh, to, to, to do something like that. Um, of that magnitude uh, and I've always liked those kind of the ideas of those challenges for me sit very deeply within me um, and when I was looking into it um, again going back to uh, black people and, and, and that, that the culture of black people not really going out to the mountains or these extreme climates was just a very unsettling feeling for me because I know we're, we're, we're very strong people uh, uh, and we're able to do tremendous things. And, and, I, and I feel like it's, it's, it's my duty to kind of go, right, see the tallest mountain in the world, we can do that. Um, because uh, looking into all the, the, the facts about who's climbed and, and, and the rest of it, there's only been 10 black people who've even summited Everest out of the tens of thousands uh, who have achieved the, the summit uh, successfully, um, and and just that figure alone, statistically wise, that that that's, it blows my mind, and it, it's given me the right drive to to say I'm I'm going to achieve that unachievable thing. Um, More people which, have walked on the moon. Exactly, right, that's so. that's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, the comparisons are kind of shocking in a way when 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 it's free all my well i say nature is free everest now is not so much <laughs> um but yeah so that, that 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 was the kind of penny drop for me um i started thinking about it uh to to extreme lengths at a point i was having dreams of being on top of everest and and as this was happening um nims's uh nims's Netflix show came out and the documentary. Yeah, fourteen peaks. And that seeing that that man achieve such a uh, well unforgiving task, um, it blew me away. And and the visuals to that kind of yeah, it, it brings some home. My like I was watching it with my partner, and I, I, it's going to sound silly, but I almost had a tear in my eye because it was just like I need to get there. Like I need to not just for myself, but I need, yeah, I need to see more people like me, even if they're not black, but people who have struggled like me or, or anything, mm -hmm. just um, not to make it a tourist attraction as it is very much is one at the moment, but uh, the the inspiration behind it uh, and 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 doing uh, amazing expeditions and stuff like that, um, which I've still got a lot to learn about.
Yeah. And for um, our, our listeners out there who may not have seen 14 Peaks or don't know what 14 Peaks is about, there are 14 peaks above 8,000 meters. And uh, this film documents um, the attempt of Nimsies to summit all 14 of those in the shortest amount of time. I think he did it in seven months. Seven months. Yeah, seven months. That is, that, is, that is crazy. And you know, we... You always hear about the explorers and walking side by side and supporting those explorers, especially on those high, high peaks are Sherpas. And oftentimes, you know, the story of the Sherpas is is untold. And this is a group that Nimsy's put together. Nimsy's is from Nepal. And uh, uh, he wanted to to do this and it kind of kind of demonstrates or, or, or draws attention to uh, that, that fact that, you know, here, here is uh, a person of color uh, going up and, and doing, doing just fantastic things, unbelievable things. Yeah. Uh, seemingly uh, un, unaccomplishable. Yeah, that's well, even a word, unaccomplishable <laughs> things. Everyone told him he couldn't do it. And right. I guess what we've done it. And, and, and that really and truly that is what, made me go right I, I can do it um and again with with the culture behind climbing Everest or or the Himalayas itself um it is the Sherpas what get you up there and, mm-hmm. and how, how he portrayed that and, and what he's done for that community itself is, is I, I take my hat off to him every time uh because uh, a lot of westerners will go there spend their money expect like expect so much from these these uh these people and and the respect i don't think is paid uh to the amount that it should be um if you know what i mean so um showing the culture of nepal uh, and and the the people what get you up Mm -hmm. like amazing mountains and, and and sacrifice their life and their families and everything to put you up onto the summits um, is something also where I, I, I feel like I would want to do with my expedition um, or future expedition to, 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 to bring that all to light. Because me as a Westerner, I, I don't want to step into another person's uh, playground uh, to, to say and, uh, and, and just go there, not experience the culture, not talk to people, not not bring something back as well. Because my experience will will hopefully lead to me being able to pass that on to to younger generations and and inspire those people who, who might not know so much about the Himalayas, uh, Nepal, and and the rest of it. So, yeah. Yes. Now you mentioned earlier that uh, 10, 10 people or 10, 10 black people have been to the top of Everest. Were those 10 from, from the US? Um, no, so there, so no, some of them have been from Africa. Um, okay. I can't remember where I've been reading up on a few stories. Um, some have been uh, British or, or one or two have been British mm-hmm. and the rest have been American or um, African-American and, um, so they have been dotted around the place, but it's just that small number where it's yeah. like they, they, it, we could we could all go there in in, in theory. Um, but there is a group where I've been I've been looking into and, and speaking to as well uh, called Full Circle, and they're they're going to be the first 
all black team from all parts of the world um, who will uh, who are going to attempt to summit Mount Everest this year. Um, which again that blew me away, and it's it's seeing people like me take take what uh, what passions they have together and come bring that together and and, and make uh, a, a, a historical moment for for black people in general. Um, and uh, yeah, if they are listening, I would like to join you on your uh, attempt to, to to Everest. <laughs> Let's but, get uh, Sid into full circle. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, now you mentioned uh, nature's free but certainly climbing to the top of everest is is not do you, do you have any idea concept of of what it might cost to to get you there so because because of my position um i i've kind of had to draft up two expenses kind of uh what do you call them expense uh, Budget. formats or whatever budgets there we budgets. go there we go um and because of the military if if um if i'm able to get it green lit through the military it will be a case of um around 35 grand uh in pounds to 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 make it happen with that i would need to put a, a team of military serving people um uh, to make that team uh, and hopefully reach the summit with a lot of training involved as well prior. Um, when I did make this decision to, uh, to, to summit Mount Everest, um, it was very much uh, an individual uh, kind of uh, mission for myself to, to, to go ahead and do. Uh, and with that, um, I started a fundraising page, um, and looking at the budget as well, it'd be around £90,000 for what I want to achieve um, with, with, the best, um, with the best expedition team uh, leading me up that, that mountain, preferably uh, people with a, a good amount of experience to get me back home to my missus and my, my child and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so £90,000 seems around the ballpark figure of what I'd need to achieve to get the permits, to get, to get the training involved as well. So, um, and, and, and pay for the expedition teams, the food, the gas, um, the, the, the gas you need to breathe in the death zone and, and all the rest of it, um, which sounds a lot, but for what it's, it, it, it's going towards is, is actually quite little, I would, I would say in this uh, climate today. So you're gonna you're gonna use oxygen up there? Um, uh, yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, I would. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. There you I go. Do, I, <laughs> and I hate the cold. Surprisingly <laughs> enough, so yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be in I'm gonna be in a bad way probably up there. But um, so you um, like to breathe and you hate the cold, but you're going to Everest anyway. Yeah, no, that's it. You've <laughs> got to go beyond six, haven't you? So that's right. Uh, Go, go beyond the boundaries of people's limitations and, and, and their ideas and concepts. If, if the training goes well and I, I'll get the green light as if my cardiovascular is good and everything else, I might, I might throw another spanner in the works in regards to the oxygen side of things, but more than likely I'll, I'll take a few tanks with me. <laughs> Smart man. Now, after you, after you do this, cause I know you're going to do this after you do this, you have to come back on the pod and uh, tell us about the experience. Hundred percent. I'll be. I'll be. Uh, 
I'll be ready. I'll, I'll even do it at the top of the summit as if oh, wow. I'll spare five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, I'll definitely enjoy that. Good, good. Hey, a little brief shout out. If you if you were to come if you were to come do that, uh, you'd be the second person that I would talk to who had been on the top of Everest. I had the chance to talk to Eric Larson uh, last year, who is the only human being, the only human being in the history of the planet. Think of how many people that is. The only human being on the history of the planet. That's a lot of people to have gone to the South Pole, the North Pole, and the top of Everest in one calendar year. That is, that is, that's crazy. That's, uh, that's something else. But again, you saying that the, the, these are the kind of goals that I, I want to lean towards in the future. I do. Uh, Everest is just a start. Let's just say that. Yeah. They, they, they refer to Everest as the third pole sometimes mm. just because it is, you know, it's, it's the highest seven. point on the planet. Yeah. And so he did all three poles in, in one year. So kudos mm. to him. All right. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, I mean, from where we are today to you standing on top of that mountain, I mean, there's a lot, not only fundraising, but there's, there's a lot of uh, preparation that has to go into this. Uh, what, what kinds of things are you doing to train yourself for this? Um, so bringing it back a little bit. So the, the, the project I've, I've put in, in place to, to the whole journey of me from start to finish being at the uh, summit of Everest, well, hopefully coming back down to base camp as well. Um, it, I've, I've kind of gave it a name, True North uh, Project, which again, True North is, is um, a, a thing what sits with me uh, because I used to say, find your True North. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people in the world, pretty much everyone sees North as up um, and, and being the highest point in the world. Um, that to me is about as high as you can go with, with, with still being on the ground, so to speak. Um, and, and finding your true north is, is, is a kind of motto I say to people when they're, they're, they're a bit lost or they don't know what to do and the uncertainties behind it. Yeah, it's kind of finding your purpose, right? Finding your purpose, following your yeah, heart. Find, find, Absolutely, find, yeah. It's true to you um, mm -hmm. and, and don't get caught up with other people's ideologies right. and, and do right by you, which I'm slowly trying to achieve myself. Um, so the True North Project, that, that, that's where it's come from. And with that, uh, I'm putting in place uh, um, a number of evolving uh, challenges, so uh, which which will help me benefit for physical, mental, uh, and the resilient side of it um, to, to, to get me to that summit. Uh, one of which is uh, I've named the 12 in four challenge, which what it will be is the 12 uh, tallest mountains in uh, Wales, Snowdonia. Um, and they, the, the, the route I have mapped out for that challenge equates to the elevation of Mount Everest, 8,848 meters. So <laughs> that challenge is designed to go say to myself, because it's something I haven't done before, um, and say, right, I'm, I'm able to do the elevation. I'm able to probably deal with some of the uh, strenuous uh, weather conditions in England where I'll be doing it. The weather system has a mind of its own. So hopefully I get a bit of snow, wind, rain, all the rest of it. Um, obviously it won't be 
half as bad as what Everest would be at the at, uh, climbing that. Um, but that is the first stage of, of the challenge. And um, I plan to do all 12 mountains just in, in four days. If I can do it beforehand, that's fine. But um, four days is my window just to replicate kind of the, 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 the steps between base camps when climbing mm-hmm. Everest. It's at roughly for the average climber around four to, uh, four to three days going up. So, mm-hmm. um, so that is my kind of take, first take on, on, on what I would do to prepare. Uh, the rest of it would, would come along with uh, doing National Three Peaks Challenge which I'm planning to do with a few colleagues of mine um, next month, where the National Three Peaks, if you haven't heard of it, is um, Ben Evis in Scotland, Fort William, uh, Scaifel Pike in, in the Lake District, and then Snowdonia, uh, Snowden, Mount Snowden in Snowdonia. So that would also be one of the mountains I would do on the, on the 12 and 4. So um, I, I think... For what I'm able to do and put out there um, for for training purposes, uh, baseline is just do as many of those kind of challenges right. uh, as I can. The rest would come with funding and uh, and the rest of it just due to what what processes I need to go down, like the car, um, the high altitude training, going to other high altitude climates. And, and getting those bits of training in which unfortunately cost money so, yeah sid I, I was i was going to put this out there um i know this is going to cost money my suggestion is going to cost money and it's also going to take some time because you know you're you're currently in service you're currently in the military service and so it requires some some time off and some transportation issues but i think I think you, you, you kind of shared that story earlier where you and Mick had kind of uh, had these goals. He, he with Kilimanjaro and you with Everest, I think a fantastic homage to Mick and a uh, great training for you would be to do Kilimanjaro. Oh, that's, that's that, you know, what saying that that was going to be one of uh, the ideas around it, but again, with the money behind it and, yeah. and the time and, and the rest of it, um, I, I kind of, uh, to make things achievable, I have to let time be my friend, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, it, whatever kind of props up and, and, and becomes an opportunity, I'll, I'll, make, I'll gladly make it happen. So if Kilimanjaro is, uh, is, is possible, I'm, I'm definitely going to go ahead and do it. And uh, hopefully you'll see me in the, in the next year or two uh, with a few pictures on top of Kilimanjaro. Okay. So what is the, what is the timeline? What, what, do you, what is the date or the year that you'd like to be on top of Everest? Um, 2026 will be a realistic, uh, outcome. Um, I wanted it to be in 2025 just because I'm, I'm quite an e- eager beaver and I like to get things done as soon as possible. As soon as that uh, kind of penny drops, I like to uh, crack on and, and, and get busy. But um, due to obviously military um, limitations on leave and the money side of things, it's, uh, it's giving me a good window to uh, get all those effects in order. Uh, so 2026, I'm, I'm, I'm making sure that I get to at least Nepal and then we'll see if I summit Everest or not um, in the meantime, yeah. 
Okay. And do you have a, a fundraising strategy to kind of raise money for your, your training hikes as well as your uh, big trip? Um, yeah. With that, Doc, uh, would be the 12 and 4 and the mm-hmm. other challenges will come along with it. Um, and, and generally everything surrounding the True North project, um, you can have a look at the website, uh, which is truenorthproject.co.uk, where most of my information, if not all the information, when I can put it on there, um, provides everything with someone who's interested in, in, in potentially either uh, sponsoring what, what the mission is. Um, mm-hmm. And if they need to, they can email me uh, for more information uh, with that. Um, but I've got a, a fundraising page uh, on gofundme.com, uh, which again, the link's in the website. So the website's probably the best place to go or the Instagram account, uh, 520. Um, but um, in regards to actual fundraising efforts, it's all going to be embedded with what challenges I do and and um, um, making some sort of impossible challenges along the way as well. Um, will see me fundraising for this, uh, for this endeavor, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's a, it's, it's a big mountain in front of you, both uh, metaphorically and literally. And we, we wish you the, the very best of luck. I know you are, you are a driven man and uh, you, you are taking this on with uh with purpose and know you're gonna do it so good luck buddy i appreciate that no definitely thank you okay hey you know where we are sid go on we are at that time of the episode where i ask you for your pro tip insight of the week what bit of trail wisdom outdoor adventure wisdom can you share with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better don't get lost. No, <laughs> I'm joking. Well, actually, no, saying that don't get lost is, is probably the perfect way of putting it is um, be prepared uh, before you do any any kind of walking, hill walking, trekking, through trekking, any kind of expedition you've got going on. Um, make sure you plan correctly. You get the map of the area you're going to. You 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 put your checkpoints in place, you put your uh, emergency kind of um, details there, uh, find the nearest hospital. Trust me, it, it sounds crazy, but find the nearest hospital because you might need to phone them and you don't want to be waiting long um, if anything does go wrong. But a step aside from thinking about the worst and, and when you plan a route, it gives you um, the ability to see what's on the map. And then when you come across it, you're like, oh, I know that. We're, we're only, let's say, 100 metres around the corner from where we need to go to pitch a tent or, or anything like that. So, yeah, I would say bringing your map compass and, and, and letting people know where you're going, where you're staying is, is, is the best thing, I would say, not to get lost and enjoy your, your adventure. Well said, Sid. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Sid. Want to thank him for joining us this week. Sid, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Um, Yeah, so uh, you can find me on five underscore 
uh, well, let me start again. Um, you can find me on Instagram at five, the, the number five, underscore 20, the word being 20, and then underscore. Uh, that's that's that's, that's, that's complicated, Sid. <laughs> it's so, I know. I, I, I should have thought about it. <laughs> but yeah, just, just type in the number five and 20, and I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll discover me on there. Um, and again, to find all my latest uh, kind of adventures, my updates on, on my progress to Everest, um, and getting this uh, all the challenges out of the way um, you can come on the website and visit www.truenorthproject.co.uk and that is probably the best way to find me okay remember to check out the pod on social media as well we are on facebook youtube instagram twitter and tiktok and if you have comments or clips you want to share you can send it to me at johnfreakingmere at gmail.com Sid, we're also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some kind of adventure media to keep our listeners connected to the to the outdoors. We call this our adventure media recommendation. What do you have for us? Oh, I'm going to say 100% by yourself, Nim's Dye's book for um, Project Possible. It's, it's phenomenal. And to be fair, I read it every day and it, it, it makes my mission feel so much more accessible. Um, so for anyone who needs a, a, a good read or a, a kick up the butt to, to get your travels sorted and, and achievable, read that book and I'm sure you'll, it will push you over that line. Yeah. Project possible. And I love that because they all told him that what he wanted to do was impossible. And so he, he went ahead and named the project project possible. Yeah. Amazing. It's all about your mindset. It is. It is. And I'm even me, I'm, I'm not a professional. Um, I'm not, uh, as experienced as, uh, many others out there, but, um, I'm only just discovering what, what you say and put into the world, uh, can become reality and slowly but surely Everest will be uh, my reality for sure. That's right. I mean, when you speak it into existence, when you, when you publish it somehow, whether it's, you know, telling, telling people or, or, or creating a website or going on a podcast, I mean, now it's out in the world and uh, exactly. <laughs> you can't put the, can't put the, the toothpaste back in the tube. So no, no, I, w- I will not back down from this until I get there, no matter how long it takes. Um, it will happen. Okay. Hey, and before we wrap things up, Sid, I've got one more segment for you called, what have I not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? Oh, to be fair, Doc, you've uh, done really well. And I've probably not done the best as, 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 uh, as I should to explain or, or whatnot. But um, I think we've hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah. Ultimately. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> well, that's a wrap from the John Freaking Muir studio. Any shout outs to friends and family, Sid? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'll shout out Beyond Six because um, as much as I'm a director of it, it's, it does its own thing. Um, the supporters of Beyond Six, the community around it. Um, thank you very much. Um, can't do it without you. Um, Rory, Lauren, uh, Husey, Joe, Mick, Dave, Ben, Michelle, who else? Uh, Chris, everyone, everyone who I know in my circle, like, yeah, I can't do this journey without them. So, and my girlfriend, 
my missus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, good save there. <laughs> so yeah, no, she she's you know what? As much as I left her till last, she she's been my rock for ever since I've known her. So she's amazing, and um, I can't even, I, I wouldn't be where I am without her. So yeah. Fantastic. And tell Rory he needs to work on his photo editing skills so your eyes don't look wonky. <laughs> I tell him every day and he still hasn't made it any better. Somehow it gets worse. <laughs> I'll have to show you some of the photos. You're going to have to share those with us. Yes. Yeah, we'll do. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. Doesn't care if you want to go downhill. It doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. The trail is the trail. Embrace the sock. Thank you.